Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This is the Bill Squire Show. You can eat during the podcast? Don't eat during the podcast. We're only going to do like 20 minutes today. I'm late. Let's go. You're late. That's your fault. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of The Bill Squire Show. I'm here with a special guest, the returning guest, John Bruton. And it's a special, he's a special guest today because his birthday is on Sunday. And we have a show together at Hilarities, the Jokes on You show, which is the all crowd work show, which we've been doing for like a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of fun. And we want you to come out and see it. And it's going to be extra special because it's John's birthday. Yes. Trying to get some special guests. Working on it still. But it's a fun Even, No matter what, it's yeah, fun. It's, it's going to be a, a fun show. It's regardless. a fun show no matter what. Last month's show was one of the best things that's happened in 2020. <laughs> like, seriously, just, I mean, it was just so fun and, like, light. And, like, it was just a great time. Yeah, it felt good to be back up there yeah. doing it. Um, and I like the, the changes we made. So yeah, I like and that. I like doing it in the big room. Yeah, like before I didn't like that. When we first did it, yeah, I didn't like the big room as much. Now like a, I like the big room with the lights up a little bit. Yeah, like now we know what we want. So yeah, so that works. So come out to that. That's this coming Sunday. It's only ten dollars, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of fun. Uh, so we, we this isn't like a regular stand up show. If you don't know what crowd work mm-hmm. is, it's we're talking to the audience. We're not just like insulting them. We're we're using what they tell us about them. Like we're doing mm-hmm. like an interview and making it funny, and it's. You never know what's going to happen. So there's like this, you know, it's, it's comedy without a net because it's not written material. You're not doing stuff that you've performed a bunch of times that you know works. Mm-hmm. You're you're up there using your wit and going off the top of your head, and it's all, it's so fucking fun. Yeah, it's, I like the it's like the part of being a comedian. Like, you think you're funny? Yes, yeah. I'm so funny. I can just go up on stage and we're gonna have some fun. Yeah. So I like that part of it. It's, it is safety. There's no safety net. I like. Yeah, there's no safety net. You got you have to be funny. Yeah. And sometimes the the audience gets a bit bigger laugh than the comic, and that can be funny too. But Just to uh, get credit for it, you were yeah. on stage. Yep, it you, you your made time. it happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a joint effort. Um, so I am a little bit. I, I had a nice weekend. My uh, aunt was in town, and she came, and I was at Hilarities this weekend with John Heffron and mm-hmm. Jason Banks. Jason Banks is so fucking funny. John's mm-hmm. funny too, uh, but Jason Banks is just that kind of funny where he just he's so silly. And like laid back and it just comfortable on stage. I love watching Jason. Oh yeah, he's one of my favorites. He's he's fantastic. So that that was fun. But uh, my uh, aunt's in town. She's from Boston, mm. and she was driving through because her son lives out in Colorado. So she drives out there and drives back from Boston to Colorado. I mean, and then like, she stops along the way. Uh, Colorado. I heard that's, that's it's so far. Yeah, it's so far. But she'll break it up. And she's got family and friends all across the country, so she stops and spreads coronavirus on her way, which is nice of her. She knows there's <laughs> a plane. Has she ever heard of a plane? Uh, she doesn't want to go to an airport, and she also she's an she is an Air Force mechanic, 
and I don't think she likes flying. Fair enough. Because uh, she just that's a lot. That's yeah, a, it's a lot of driving. But no, Boston, she, Colorado Springs. Uh, and it's also because in Boston right now, in Massachusetts, like if you go through the airport, you have to quarantine for fourteen days mm. if you fly in there. Like when you get home, you have to quarantine for fourteen days. They make you do that. So this is just her little loophole. For not having to quarantine for 14 days. Anyway, the point is, yesterday she wanted to see my condo. She wanted to see the view, and we we had uh, dinner and stuff here. And as soon as like my my mom's like, "Hey, my your dad, you know, parking over here is a pain in the ass. You know that." Mm-hmm. Uh, they they call me and like your dad's gonna drop us off while he looks for parking. I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm like, okay. And my mom comes up here, like buzzes past me, just goes right into the bathroom. And I'm just talking to my aunt, not really thinking anything about it. And then I realize, oh, it's been a few minutes. <laughs> and then she comes out and she's like, hey, Bill, um, I clogged your toilet. And uh. I was like, God damn, you hustled the shit into my house. You <laughs> not like, like usually it sounds like I got to use your bathrooms because you were like driving for a while and you have to pee. My mom had to hustle up here. To not shit her pants, and then had the audacity to clog my toilet, and then casually tell me about it. She wasn't; even, she did not have enough embarrassment, no, and that's why I'm man, telling you this funny. story because she was she should have been way more embarrassed. But she is my mom, and if anyone's wondering where I get it, it's my mom's side uh, when it comes to dumping because oh, she. I mean, and these are not easy toilets to clog up here. These these are you know. Gravity's on your side. Yeah. Plus, it's not a hard thing. Usually, it's not really hard. Uh, whatever she did, yeah, yeah. I don't know what she's doing, but she was able to clog. Because it could have been, it could have been a tissue issue. Could have been a tissue issue, but I don't think that's what it was. Yeah. Because I went in there and had to deal with it, and mm. it was not. Oh, uh, that's love. That she, yeah, she's my mom. If, yeah. if, if you don't love your mom enough to unstop a toilet yeah. that she clogged with her own. Fat, yeah, heavy you're a shit, horrible person. Then you're a horrible person. Because she wiped your ass at least yeah. enough time to earn at least one good cleanup. She took whatever she did in my toilet is not as bad as what I did to her coming out. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Like there's no, there's equivalent. No, yeah. So. The worst mother still deserves to be <laughs> clogging, unclogging. I mean, it's one of those things though where I, I'm just because she's she's just like, hey, Bill, I uh, your toilet won't flush, and I'm just like. You you could have a little more shame. Like you could have taken more time. Oh, and like wait, and you want she's just like she's just like she's just like nah. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> that's what that's what I would expect my mother to do the same. My mother would act concerned but helpless at the same time. Yeah, that's she's just like it's like I don't know what happened. Nigga, she's, you know she's like Bill, you well. got a situation that I created that you got to deal. Yeah, with. Yeah, it's like you know exactly what happened, and you want to act like you want. <laughs> we're gonna be surprised together when we realize it's my problem now. It's like, yeah, uh, I think something's wrong with your toilet. Something wrong with my toilet. And just hustling the <laughs> shit in here just made me, god damn. Just, she's, I I accept, I expected pee. I thought she had to pee. But she's like, no, nah, I got to hurry up and take a dump. I'm trying to think what's harder to do. To, like, find somewhere, like, using the bathroom in somebody's house and telling them you fucked it up. Well, if it's, I mean, there's levels to it. Like, a relative, like, that's my mom. Mm-hmm. And that goes both ways. That's that's easy. Cousin, uncle, that's a little tougher. You get into friend. That's I mean, yeah, that can be around that depending on the level of friendship. But the worst is if you're like at a stranger's house, 
Yeah, I think the worst person is the person who comes over with a friend. Yeah. And their first introduction is, because that's happened to numerous times I've seen in my lifetime, I should say. Yeah. Where the person that came with somebody was the fuck up. Yeah, that's. So it's like, that should happen. I think if I brought a guy over here right now with me to your house, and you're kind of like, yo, and he, uh, you didn't tell me this for one. Yeah. And I don't like this dude. And he didn't he fucks up something in my house? Right. Yeah, then that's that's the absolute worst. But being that guy, I feel like I'm pretty good at being that that plus one, just playing it cool in a situation. I'm going to, like, if if I clog a toilet, usually I'm resourceful enough that so, yeah, I can get it, it unclogged. <laughs> and then I'm just oh, yeah. gone for a little while. I'm going to show you those two. Those are my first flyers. Oh, boy. When I first started, I just was random as fuck. By the way, I know. I yeah. my pocket, my phone vibrated. <laughs> this is the first one. When I had shorter hair. Look at John. And this is the first one right here. This is the first. I had short hair. Yeah, look how short it is. And I had put a Photoshop tape over my mouth because you know I say the things that you know every comic thinks are edgy. You didn't have tape. You had to Photoshop it. Yeah, I didn't, well, I didn't like the tape part. I taped yeah. it and it looked great when uh, the flash happened. So yeah. I just oh, tried gotcha, to make. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> oh, find little baby John. Photogenic tape. <laughs> I like you better without the hair, to be honest. Uh, me too. I was. Uh, it was funny because I was talking to girls like they see me now. They're like, oh my god, you're so much cuter now without your hair. Because you know, I yeah. guess they just. Hmm. I I don't know what I was doing fashion wise in this one. Like this is just a different. You look like a unemployed private eye. Yeah, like I was like trying you... to be a comic. Like I don't know what a comic was. Well, that's yet. that's kind of yeah. That that's kind of how we all dress. We all had that stuff. Yeah. Where we. We're trying to like emulate, and we also don't realize that how comics dress in their special isn't how you dress every time you go on stage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. you see someone doing like a TV spot or something like that, and they're you know wearing something extravagant or ridiculous, but that's because this it, that's for the special. That's not how they dress every day. Mm, yeah, unless they're Dave. Unless does. you're Dion Cole or D- Dave Chappelle does too. Yeah, but that's newer too because Dave was. He he wasn't as over the top as he is now. Oh, now he just wears what he wants. But he yeah. does what he wants. Did you see the hoodies that he's selling? Yeah, we, they're like five hundred. They're marked down it. from seven hundred. I know we saw, but I couldn't really tell what it was. Like I just thought it had like blue stripes on it. I thought it was like a regular uh, hoodie. I didn't realize it had like a jean jacket on it. Yeah, like the yeah. sleeve is cut, cut. and it's part of the side is yeah. cut. I mean, I get it. I don't. I wouldn't buy it. I no, saw it. I'm like, no. I'm like, if they had a Chappelle regular hoodie with just the logo on it, I'd fuck with that. But yeah, I don't like the the jean jacket part. I th- yeah. yeah, I thought it was just like a light blue because that's what Kevin Hart was wearing when we went and saw him. But he had that was jean jacket. Now, yeah, when you find out, it's like, oh, I guess. Like, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, that's not my. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm all right on that. I'd rather have a t shirt. I've seen them in stores in Yellow Springs that say um, Chappelle Summer Camp. Yeah, it's like it's funny summer camp. Like, uh, it's like the pavilion, but like a summer camp. Um, whatever yeah, you call those things when they walk and you're walking. Oh towards yeah, yeah, game. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like big, the, what is that called? Like the Playhouse Square has their Playhouse yeah. Square, like that whole just welcome to this Jurassic Park type shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but I know everything like I've, I've seen. Arch, just size. like the gate yeah. arch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So whatever that's called, leave that in the comments or online people. Yeah, please do. So we just did the same thing at the same time. though. so gay. Uh, then we just look about both of our uh-huh. watches. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm trying to keep this. I'm going to see Tenet in a little bit. Oh, if, uh, you know what? I'm gonna see it this uh, Friday or Saturday. We're we're me and uh, my old lady gonna leave town. Oh yeah, where are you guys going? She planned it out. I don't know. You don't even know. It's a it's a be boyfriend girlfriend trip. Oh, again. Okay, is this 
your first trip together? Uh, no, but it's our first. We like a reconnecting trip. We both been busy as hell and okay. pregnancy, so we ain't really had time to be boyfriend girlfriend anymore. It's been so it's prepared been, for baby time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that'd be nice for you. And it's your birthday weekend. Yep. Get so a little, get away, relax a little bit, come back. Not be in the house. Do some we, jokes. The house is not the house anymore. You know, it's oh, like uh, <laughs> we're preparing for to give this house to a little person. Yeah. So we're preparing the house to be for this little person, and we just got it for her a minute ago mm-hmm. just to make it now for the kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we haven't had time to be boyfriend-girlfriend since quarantine happened. So we haven't been together Yeah, like that since we've just been we just cool. Yeah, you, you're just around each other. You're yeah. not, like, we romantic or anything like that. Uh, yeah. we, no, we talk, cause we, we'll text you all the time. I miss you. Like, because we, we, we'll go into the whole emotions we have. Like, yeah, oh, I haven't seen cute. you in fucking a week. Yeah. I see you, but it's three hours. Right. <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's good to get that'll back. be nice we just went to we went to jamestown went back to the comedy museum yeah i saw that that was fun you gotta get out there that place is you fantastic keep telling me that, and i probably will when it's the, like after the baby we'll yeah. take a trip there. it's like two two and a half hours from cleveland so yeah. it's not even a bad drive you can do it in a day i like to stay over we stayed over there's a la quinta hotel right across the street from it so you can walk there get like they serve booze there but like get a little tucked up in your hotel then walk over have some good times in there, and just it's, it's so much fun. I gotta I do like that it. when uh, the kid cares about something, like ensure the comedy. Yeah, I'm gonna take her too. I'm gonna take uh, my girl there first, yeah. but yeah, it's just that type of. It's just weird now. You have to plan that shit. It's like ugh, I didn't think I'd ever be that guy. Yeah, I have to plan private time with my lady or whatever. That's what happens as you grow up, though. I mean, as every like even like yesterday, just having my family over, mm-hmm. like I realized my mom didn't tell me exactly what we were doing, but I guess we were having a picnic and we did it out in the backyard and she's just like, yeah, we're going to come over to check out your place and then go get some dinner. And I thought they were going to go out to dinner. And then I was going to meet them at the club because they came to my show too. And then they didn't do that. My, my, they ordered food, but my sister went and got it and you know, it was fine, but I didn't have like paper plates or like plastic cups or anything. Like I was, I was ill prepared Mm -hmm. for that whole situation. So then I'm like running around to try and get that all squared away. And then uh, got it, you know, it was still nice. It was it was a good day for it. And uh, but it, my aunt uh, also this morning when she woke up, she thought she lost her key to her rental car. Mm. And so then I have to go in like this is like 730. I wake up. I'm just trying to pee. And I check my phone. <laughs> and my mom's like, hey, she lost her key. Can you check all over the place? I have to scour my apartment, tear everything apart, see if I can find the key. I gotta go downstairs out where we had the picnic. Look there. I gotta text Scott and Sam from Hilarities. See oh, if she lost it there. Me. I gotta call the front desk here. See if they had it turned in. And so, like, instead of like a nice relaxing morning, it becomes this whole situation mm-hmm. where I have to try and assist and do everything that I can to you know help alleviate the situation. Around noon, my mom texts me and she's like, "It was in her purse." Inter- you didn't tell me sooner. Sometimes I don't want to say this is just women, but I think there's no, it's it's more women. It's parents. No, no, I think I think, but like when you lose something. Oh, I think when people lose something, I am going to exhaust all my resources before I tell people. Before I tell people yeah. that I lost something, I'm going to do like if I know that it was in this bag or purse, <laughs> I'm going to take everything out of that bag or purse. And not just root around in it. I'm doing an extensive search before I wake people up and make them do a search for it. 
Cool. I did one time. I lost. I left my wallet in Cleveland, and I yeah. left for a weekend. Yeah. Oof. I found out I didn't have my wallet on me when I got gas. Yeah. I was. Uh, is this a common thing? This is a, with Sam, though. This is another time. No, this is me. I was uh, on the road. Okay. Oh no, that, that happened too. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> uh, so I left my wallet here in Cleveland. I'm I'm at Ashland by the time I realized it, and it's the day of the show. So I can't go back an hour and then do I'm doing three hours at it to a something like an eight hour drive. So I'm like, fuck, all right, I gotta figure this out. I download I mean I got a way to link my car to your car to my phone and I only went to high tech gas stations. Yeah. Like I didn't stop it anywhere that it was like a mom and pop gas station. I'm like, I can't I had to judge it, like ah, it's too poor. I can't yeah. get it. Yeah, this looks too sketchy. Yeah, you gotta be able to do the Apple Pay. Yeah. Then I when I got to the show I um I got money from the hairliner and we was good. Like spending money and stuff. But yeah. it was like that shit was oh, I never and I was I went too far to not have any money. No, I get that man. As an adult. It was like I can't I can't turn around and I mm-hmm. thank God phones. I hate phones for like those type of reasons, but I'm like, okay. Technology comes in handy now, yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> I love that Apple Pay shit. Oh, financially it's in my pocket at all times. Yep. Just, you need to have my hand. It's like being a spy at all times. It's yeah. like this is me. Here's my money. All right. Well, we are keeping this one short this yes. week because I got to go. But uh, John and I, this Sunday, Sunday at Hilarities, John's Sunday, birthday Sunday, show, Sunday. it's going to be a blast. I think Mary's going to be on it. Is Mary's Rob, there. Rob's, uh, Rob's going to be uh, out of town. Rob's going to be out of town. Yeah. Do we get anybody else? Um, I'm working on it. Okay. Uh, right. well, Drew Miller's a regular. Drew Miller, he's He'll very be funny. There. And um, uh, I'm we, working on other guys who haven't particularly been there yet or yeah. haven't been around as often i'm trying to bring out some old old dogs also another thing i texted sam about at hilarities and i'm hoping this comes through i want to do this show live at hilarities i did the same thing and i was like let's do this show live and then we'll have because there's all these amateurs that want to get on stage there and there's no like they used to do the mike polk jr show and that's not a thing right now so we can have them come up they do sets and then me and you and mary We'll give them feedback on their uh, sets. Because I like, told them I want to do a, a podcast there. We were talking about just ideas with Try and Change Club with. And I'm like, well, I can do my podcast Friday Late Show and just ask like comics after. But it was more selfish for me. It wouldn't be for helping anybody besides myself. Well, it's, I don't want to help them as much as I want to I like, have them go up and do their thing. And then they get to be on stage there. And that's what they want to do. And then we get to have fun with them. Yeah, I mean, know, plus kinda, it'd be good. To, I'd it, help. Like, like, I definitely similar would to like it. a Kill Tony type thing. Yeah, matter of fact, me and uh, Brian Kenny talked about that a year, like yeah. years ago, not last year, but it's been a while. Yeah, and we were talking about the voice, how they would turn around in their chairs. Yeah, and we were to do a show called The Joke, where we would be with our backs to them, and when they told a good joke, you turn, you turn our around. around, and then you go through and your whole set, and nobody turns try, around. Ah! Then, you, then you try and help somebody yeah. get better, yeah. like the, like the voice, and they were jokes. We thought we about that something show. like that. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do that. I mean, um, it's all it's all whatever. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I would I would give real comics real feedback. I would never tell a comic they're not funny because I hate that. No, I wouldn't say yeah. that. But I'd still like. I mean, it would, it, we, it, we, we, we would get we, everybody though. We would get anybody. So some people would be a fucking trash fire. Yeah, and we'd let them finish their three minutes. But we'd have fun <laughs> with it, and we, you know, we're, we're we can be mean, but it's all with love. I mean, I, you know, I think it would be dope because I think we would push. I would push people when they did jokes like hacky jokes. Yeah, I would push them, and little. we could explain to the audience too why that's not okay. Yep. And that's that'd be fun. All that'd right, fun. yeah. So look at that new shit happening. It's exclusive. We have it on here. Is it copyrighted? We can can we own that idea we just gave the, the world? idea that we just gave the world the the, the show the turnaround one. I think that's the, the joke. <laughs> 
Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, we'll see. I, mean, I told Jeff Dye that shit trying to pitch it to NBC. I've been trying to work my hand on every nigga right now. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> everybody. I'm trying to give them a, Let's get something. All right. Anyway, check out the Instagram Heidi this week. You can come see me and John this Sunday at Hilarities. Hey, everybody. I am here with Scarlett. How do you say the pa- sh- chaton? Chaton. Chaton. Okay. I'm not, yeah. I'm not uh, that smart. So I don't know. How to <laughs> say. But uh, I, I have seen you perform uh, several times. It's been a little while. Uh, since mm-hmm. I, I last went to a burlesque show, but you are incredibly talented. And uh, oh, thank you. So I'm honored to have you on the, the podcast. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. It's my first podcast ever, so well, it'll be good. I'm excited. Uh, so let's just jump right into this. How did you get into burlesque? Okay, so um, it all started in college. Basically, like I don't smoke and I don't drink, so I was like, I'm never going to be like a party girl or whatever. But my freshman year of college, I went to a burlesque show hosted by the school. And I was like, you know what? I think this is going to be the crazy thing I do in college. (laughs) So I went to a couple of shows and then I ended up joining the shows in college. And at that time, it was kind of a disjointed once a year type of thing. But after I'd done it for a couple of years, I was like, you know what? Let's make this a student organization. And I did. I got the charter. I got all the leadership and it became a full-fledged student organization. And I was the president. We had like the VP. We had the treasurer and everything. So it ended up becoming four shows a school year. And I was directing and producing all of them as well as performing. Well, that's very cool. What school is this at? Uh, Oberlin College Conservatory. Oh, okay. Uh Poundcake, who is the co-host or the the phone screener on the Alan Cox show, grew up in Oberlin. He didn't go to Oberlin, but oh, okay, uh, excellent. He he grew up there, so uh, that's that's a pretty progressive school. So I imagine they they probably took to that. It's not like trying to start a burlesque show at like Notre Dame or something. Yeah, I think they need. I think they definitely need that at Notre Dame. Uh, but so you got into that, and then you've been doing it ever since. And how long have you been out of college? Mm-hmm. So I have been doing burlesque professionally for about three years, if you don't count the last six months of, you know, nothing live happening. Um, I graduated uh, my second degree in the middle of 2017. So this is coming up as my third year as a full grown adult out of school. That's really cool to be able to do this professionally because I know a lot of people like kind of get into, I mean, it's kind of similar to comedy where there's, especially in a place like Ohio, there's professional comedians but there's a lot of people that are more uh you know they they have aspirations to be professional but other things get in the way so it's it's kind of a hobby for them or just something that they have to have as like a a back burner thing but to have a career in burlesque dancing 
must take a, a lot of dedication and uh, just a lot of uh, networking and, and, and like what goes into being a professional burlesque dancer? Uh, well, I have to clarify, it is still probably in the hobby category for me. It's never been my full-time thing, but I do take it very seriously. And it's a big part of my life as artistic expression. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, you know, doing shows every weekend. I wish I was, and hopefully I'll get to that point at some points. Uh, and especially since moving to Columbus, I've had to re-network and re-meet people. So I haven't done that many shows since I moved down here, but I had a pretty good frequency up when I was in Cleveland, and I'm hoping to return to that either in Columbus or in Cleveland in a few years. Yeah, once everything is a little more normal. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I've seen you perform, I think, two or three times, and you are very, very good uh, in that you you put a lot, like you said, artistic expression. So you're not just up mm -hmm. there dancing and taking your clothes off just for attention. You, you have some little story that you're trying to tell each time and yeah. uh, how do you come up with those stories? How do you kind of come up with like the vibe for each routine that you do? Um, well, one thing that I have to give a big thanks to somebody else for is the concept of always having a story in your acts rather than it just being an act to a song. And I'm thinking Bellison and Dottie Kama for that. They're both burlesque people that taught me when I started becoming professional. And then after that, basically I'm a musician at heart. Both of my degrees are in classical music. And before the pandemic, I was working in the classical field. Unfortunately, I'm not doing that right now. But having such a strong connection to music and the amount of like genres that I like to listen to and engage with, I basically take all of the cues within the music and let it just put something in my head, whether it be a story, whether it be the colors of the act, whether it be, ooh, I want to make a garment that I can like unzip the entire dress like a watermelon or an oh. orange peel. Um, so it basically all comes down to the music for me. And I think that's also something that people don't understand is the creation of the costumes is done by a lot of the burlesque dancers. Like that's part of the mm -hmm. art of it where you're not just up there doing routine. You're not up there just pulling off articles of clothing. A lot of times these are specifically made costumes in that you have created to reveal certain body parts at certain times in, in the act, in the, in the routine. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the things that I love most about burlesque is seeing that creativity come to life where, okay, it might look like some normal clothing, but it's going to tear away in a different way than you thought. And, and having that surprise and that reveal is enticing and it's sexy and it's uh, fulfilling to see uh, creative new ways of, of doing that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and one of the things, sorry if I'm shaky, I have an anxiety disorder, which like also being a performer on stage that comes into play. I hide it a lot when I'm on stage. Uh, right. Well, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So having that anxiety disorder and then being someone that, you know, you don't, you, you get pretty naked on stage. Uh, how, how does yeah. that balance out? Like, how does that, is, is this empowering for that disorder? Absolutely, absolutely. And it played into my classical music as well. My instrument is French horn, uh, as many people may know, or maybe they have no clue what a French horn is, but you blow into the instruments. So having an anxiety disorder that manifests physically, which is why I get like a shaky voice and things like that. Uh, it's something that I had to work through throughout my college years. And 
burlesque was a whole new different avenue once I started doing burlesque and had more control over the entire artistic picture I was able to have the confidence in like here's the hours of preparation I put into choreography the hours of preparation I put into the costuming and like now it's my time I can't be nervous I want to share this in the best way with the audience that's in front of me well very cool and, and that's very uh admirable to take an anxiety disorder like that and kind of take face it head on where you're you're going right at it and not letting yeah. it disable you from doing the things that you want to do um you mentioned that you don't drink is that still the case uh yeah i've never done substances and i'll probably be that way my entire life that's and and what made you make that decision um family history i don't want to go down any roads that some of the people went down I want to have a full control of myself at all times. And I think when you have an anxiety disorder, it definitely leans yourself, like lends yourself to self-medicate when it comes to substances. And I think Mm -hmm. having the awareness to, to see that and, and not partake or not feel like you have to be pressured into doing it or have to try and fit in. That's uh, pretty cool. So you're, you're pretty, uh, strong person that doesn't really need you know you don't really play by society's rules in a lot of way and that's That's very uh, true yeah I mean I'm a master's degree holding stripper so you know like break down (laughs) those stereotypes yeah usually they're working their way through school stripping and you did it too afterwards yeah yeah and let me also clarify this um I've done burlesque fancy but I also have done like strictly like in the strip club stripper some people like to have a delineation between the two. Burlesque is definitely a sex work. It's definitely stripping just in a different way than your classic, like going to a strip club. Okay. Um, yeah. So that is that something that you do now or you don't do that anymore? Or is that something? And what made you like for someone to have an anxiety disorder and not just do burlesque, but then also do stripping and, and work in the, that club, that is a whole nother level of, intimacy and just in putting yourself out there because you're mm-hmm. you're i mean being a good stripper or exotic dancer whatever you want to call it is you're, you're you are the product and you have to sell it yeah for sure um yeah so i'm not currently a stripper i've been debating back and forth if i want to return to it simply because of the health pandemic that we're going through mm-hmm. um me being unemployed right now it definitely seems a little more enticing but uh so i did stripping on and off for about two years i did it up in cleveland and also have done it down here in columbus and in columbus once i got my uh like more professional day job i ended up stopping doing that because i didn't want there to be any conflicts with my like current employer and any judgments they may have on that type of work but i absolutely love it i adore the girls there i want to learn more um i don't really have any pole skills yet i just make it look good <laughs> yeah and then uh, i'll go from there well uh i think that's very cool that you are that open about it um i've had plenty of people on that do only fans and uh i know that you don't do that but i would just want to mm-hmm. know what how do you deal with the people that kind of bully you online because i know there's a lot of people that when people post revealing pictures or stuff like that they will report those photos on instagram and that's really it, it just doesn't benefit fit you it's it's very damaging to what you're trying to put out there because it's like mm-hmm. you can just unfollow but they go out of their way to try and tear you down or try and make you feel like you're less than because you're in this uh 
sex worker category? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I consider myself extremely lucky. I have not yet had that experience on social media, nor in person. So I'm definitely, I feel like the lucky few that hasn't had someone have that combative negative energy and opinions towards me. But um, if or when that eventually happens to me, I plan on being like, hey, listen, I'm doing what I want and I look great doing it. Your opinion doesn't matter. And maybe you should educate yourself and realize that sex work is a great part of the world. We can all do whatever we want. And if you don't like it, just don't go on my Instagram. Like, why are you wasting your energy trying to attack these people? Like, there's got to be something like deeper in there that's giving you these problems. And a lot of times they're doing it anonymously where they're just reporting the photos and getting them taken down. And it's just a lot of times, you know, there is something that it, it just the other person's jealous or they're just you know a hater or whatever you want to call it but it, it's really mm-hmm. it goes to show like the the poor character of that person where it's so simple yeah. to not see that stuff if you don't want to because you just don't have to follow it like it's like you're, yeah. you're going looking for it if you're if you're seeing it that often that you feel like you have to report it and you have to demonize somebody yeah, and I also understand that some people may have more conservative upbringings and have been taught or come to learn that it is bad to engage in those types of entertainments. But uh, to those people, I would just hope that they would look at look at the world around us. We're 2020. Women are empowered as hell, and we can do what we want. And men and non-binary people, anybody anywhere in the gender spectrum or uh, non-gendered, we can do what we want. Like right it's it's the time to do that and if you feel those negative feelings against sex workers and people in similar categories try to have a little introspection and see where that comes from and why you have such a problem with it that's a that's a great message to have for people because there's so many people that have that misunderstanding and then they feel like their values are being attacked when these are just mm-hmm. people trying to express themselves and show off who they are in, in hope that other people can just understand and accept because that's what yeah. a lot of people are just looking for is that understanding and that acceptance to be the person that they feel they are. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, so you have, so what's, what's the plan? I mean, this pandemic is going to go on for a while. Uh, yeah. You got a plan to, to try Like, I know you guys have done some online shows and stuff like that. Anything mm-hmm. coming up? Um, For me, unfortunately, no. Uh, I did a couple of online recordings. Uh, One was for a competition and one was an application for a festival, the Midwest Nerdlust Festival, Mm -hmm. which may or may not be happening in November. We'll see if it ends up online or in person. Not really feeling confident about in person right now. But the the roadblock that I I guess I kind of impose upon myself is I thrive on having that person-to-person interaction. So when I did those two recordings at my house, it was just my cat and my boyfriend watching. I was like, I really don't get that, like, you know, the cheering, the people watching, seeing people's reactions. So that's, for me, I have chose not to be in any online shows yet, but seeing as things aren't really getting better, I'm probably going to end up looking in that direction i'm just not really sure right okay well i didn't mean to put you on the spot like that i just no that's all right like i just know it's you know something that you are passionate about and i I hope that Mm -hmm. you can find a way to to make it work have you thought about just uh moving down to the feet and taking advantage of those guys that like the feet stuff (laughs) putting that out there selling those you know i have about that i've thought about um doing pictures and online contents in general and it's kind of the debate of like 
my more professional world is in the conservative side. I mean, classical music is a bunch of white men on the stage of the orchestra. That is, you know, totally generalizing it. But still, even so, like, if those types of employers have these strong opinions about sex workers, then there can be a common clash. Uh, But I have considered feet pics, you know, it's the meme, but also like, hey, maybe it'll make money. Um, but I am also getting my artistic outlet by making costumes. I'm currently working on two costumes for two completely different acts, all in the hopes that I can use that like costume buzz energy to put me back on stage, either online or in person as soon as possible. Very cool. All right. Going to costumes. What are you going to be for Halloween? Oh my gosh. See, I love Halloween, but the fact that I have nowhere to share it, and also last Halloween, I was at the very professional job where I couldn't dress up all slutty like I'd like to. Mm -hmm. So I have a few different costumes uh, hiding, because I literally have just bins of costumes for burlesque and non-burlesque. So I have kind of a Catwoman full, like, full tight leather that I might do, probably getting posted on Instagram. And then I have a couple of Harley Quinn things as well, because my stripper name is Harley. Mm-hmm. So people love that, especially I would do like pigtails when I was oh, at the nice. club. They're like, oh my God, you look like Harley Quinn. And I'm like, I know, that's, that's the point. <laughs> so uh, something like that. Um, I, I Yeah, I think you should definitely lean in that direction. And uh, I'm all about it. I'm, I'm leaning more towards, a, I don't know if you've watched Cobra Kai. Uh, I think I, was I haven't gonna, yet. Oh, Cobra Kai on Netflix is is very entertaining. It, my girlfriend loved it. She has never even seen the Karate Kid. We watched it after we watched. Oh, wow! Well, see that, yeah. But like, it's it's one of those things where uh, it's just a really fun show. So I think I'm I'm going to go in the Cobra Kai thing, and I I feel like nice. there's got to be something to do. Like, uh, so there was an article about uh, at uh, I can't remember which school it was. But it was just saying, hey, hey, we can just get drunk and walk around in costume. <laughs> and I think that's kind of what I'm going to go for when it comes to Halloween. Right. I'm just like, hey, why don't we all just get drunk and walk around and look at each other's costumes? Because there's yeah. not a holiday that is more uh, accommodating to social distancing and masks than Halloween. So there's there's <laughs> got to be a yeah. way to, to make this be like, you know, something where as long as we're not congregating, as long as we're moving, as long as we're, we're keeping our distance, we can all at least have some fun this year. Yeah, so, so yeah, be able be to great. dress up. Yeah. And if there's anything social that I end up going to, I'll always be the designated driver. So you go. if you're friends with me, you have an extra benefit. That is, yes, that's that's a, a great <laughs> uh, uh, benefit indeed. So yeah. thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. Uh, yeah. Interview and uh, I hope it wasn't too nerve wracking for you. <laughs> you know, once I started talking and I calmed my body down a little yeah. bit, yeah, this is great. I love talking about this kind of stuff. Well, it's it's very cool to see somebody so passionate about it and very uh, understanding about it, and and someone using it to overcome something in their life that can be so crippling. And I I think that's very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, thank you. Where can people find you on social media? Okay, so I'm definitely the most active on Instagram. It is scarlet.chatone, scarlet spelled like a color, but with two T's at the end. And then chatone is C-H-A-T-O-N. And then my Facebook, I currently have it more for networking and meeting other performers. So I don't necessarily add that many fans. Yeah, we'll just on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, we'll get you on Instagram. We'll we'll hopefully get you a bunch of followers on there. And uh, once you're, you know, whether you start creating online content 
uh, selling mm-hmm. pick or, or just being able to go out and perform again, people can come and see you and, and you'll be yeah, able to share your art with them. Thank you so much, Charlotte. Yeah, thank you so much. I had a great time. All right, that's all. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.